it was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Word to your mother. It says, I shit you not. Like Shitsu the dog. Got it. Hey, everybody. It's Joe Gatto <laughs> and Steve Byrne here for an episode of Tukuma. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Stevie. Yes, Joseph. I, I love a good pun t shirt. I love it. Very I, punny. Okay, very punny. Yeah. Okay, talk to me about um, you buying puntastic t shirts as a child. I'll tell you a little bit about me, and then you can follow <laughs> through here. Um, the Jenkinson's Boardwalk down in, uh, you know, like a good boardwalk. They always yeah. have the fun pun tees. <clears throat> Two of my favorite ones that used to like, like when you were growing up, you thought were hysterical, but I can't believe that yeah. they were out there was FBI, female body inspector, <laughs> right? And then there was the ones of the, uh, which I always loved and I remembered trying on and laughing so hard was, and I was like eight at this point, but it was when you, the guy's shirt that was a bikini and it was a woman in a bikini uh, body yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, and I still remember having like that shirt and wearing it with my sisters and the sisters were the guys mm -hmm. and we thought we were hysterical. <laughs> Right. I love it. It's like, you guys get it, right? <laughs> but there is a specific person that doesn't wear these kinds of shirts ironically. And who is that individual? Not someone I want to be friends with. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I remember growing up, the coolest thing you could have is a Miami Mice shirt. Oh, nice. Miami Vice, but it was Miami, Miami Mice, Mice. And they had the cool things with the shades on. Yep. And I remember like in, I don't know, like third grade, like cool kids had that shirt. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'd love to have one of those. Yeah. But I, I think we've talked about this, you and I, off air, like never within the realm of being fashionable, mm. ever. I yeah. just had t-shirts. I don't even think I had like nice button downs in high school. Yeah, yeah. Like American Eagle right. or anything oh, like that. Oh, what was that? that? Gap. Talk to, I, me, talk to me about your brands that you wore. All right, I wore Kmart brand sneakers called Voits. V-O-I-T's. Yeah. That's what I, I was rocking those. there. Okay. I had one pair of Bugle jeans that we spoke about, and they got cut off me when I got hit by a car. <laughs> right? So we lost those. But the other ones besides that, yeah. they were Kraus. Kraus? What's like Krauss? Levi Strauss. Kraus. No, come on. Kraus jeans. You had Kraus jeans? I don't, I don't even know if it's a thing anymore. Kraus It's not anymore ever. I think I don't, I don't even know if you could even find that they had them. Kraus. K-R-A-U-S-S, -S, like Strauss, Levi Strauss, but Krauss. Sure. I remember, well, you still wear Jordax. Jordax are the best. Right, with K's, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I've never heard of Krauss, that's crazy, Krauss. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I probably had like, you know, Levi's when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And then you get a little older, you got a little money in your pocket. And I was getting like these nice jeans, and then I was like, I went to a Levi store recently in Vegas, so I was like, oh, I gotta get a pair of jeans. My friend and I, we went, and I was like, these jeans are great. Like really great, adult and adult Levi's are way different than the. Kid now Levi's. I wear them, yeah, because now they have all the different fits. They got your medium, you got flare, your straight leg. You got yeah. a slender fit. There's a lot. You know, you know, you got skater's thighs. I got I skater's I got, th skater's calves. You got to be got careful. Skater calves, right? So you yeah. need an open. You need a, but you don't want a boot cut because then you got small ankles and it's just gonna flap around. Look so, at you. Yeah, I know. I know. What, what is your what's your go to cut? Fat. Energy? Fat Gene, Husky. I, shout, I go in the Husky. Fat. I'm in the Husky. Fat. I go in the Husky section. <laughs> um, my favorite, Joe's Jeans is my favorite jeans out there. I love Joe's Jeans and Page. Those are two big brands that I push, actually. Mm -hmm. I love, as you know, I love deep discount shopping in stores. I love like a Nordstrom Rack yeah. and a Saxon Fifth. I love those because you find real deals and steals. Well, you you got me. I put on a green like lounge jacket that was a little flashy, and I just put it on as a joke off the rack. And you said that looks great. You it should get look it. Look phenomenal, and I've dressed you for your Pittsburgh big uh, and I charity wore it, event. And I saw the pictures. I was like, fuck, it looks good. It popped, baby. Looks good. Yeah, I'm so good. I, I am a fashionista. I do like dressing my friends. 
Do you like dressing up? Uh, depends. Right now I do, okay, because I'm all right with my body. Sometimes when I'm too fat and I'm like, oh, because when you tuck in your shirt and your belly like comes over the top of the, the pants and that happens to me a lot, you don't have to fight with these things. But I do. That's, no, not no, like I've me. I've slimmed down recently. Yeah, but not like me. Like my all my weight's in my stomach, all of it. Yeah, I could be three hundred and fifty pounds. I'd have a three hundred forty eight pound stomach. Like that, it it's there. Like my that. face is always like it's okay. Yeah. Arms, I got nothing. Ass, you know, I get I get a fat. Flat. I get another fat, yeah. flat ass. I I'm the capital letter D. That's the, <laughs> this episode brought to you by the letter D. That's what I really am. So I I that's when I get annoyed. But I could I could fit in stuff if I could hide. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. I like getting dressed up. Sure. But you've you've lost a lot of weight. No, now I'm okay. Now yeah. I'm in a, I'm in all right place. I could get a little bit better if we're going to be honest with each other yeah. here on Two Cool Moms. Okay. But I'm I'm alright. I could lose another tenner. Yeah. Another tenner. I don't think I'm gonna though. No. <laughs> I, I've been thinking it for a while. You accept it. I, I've been I have I've been thinking about it for a while, and I was like, but you don't do anything either, right? You don't. Yes, there's that. You don't I like. Don't. You won't even walk. Mm -mm. I should get rid of the mobility scooter. <laughs> Oh, Joe. Uh, it's not good. I have a... You don't do any form of, uh, of like, working out or cardio or mm, anything like no, that? No, I, I mean, I walk the dog sometimes, but that's yeah. not very far. So how far is the walk, not would far. you say? Not far. I My apartment, I'm right by the elevator. I just go down, walk out right. the front door, dog deuces, pick pick up ski. Sometimes is, they is want to sniff you want to do? Well, here's the thing. No. <laughs> I was very honest. Okay. I, I don't... I, I don't, you know... I, I'm not at a point where I hate where I look. There was a time right. where I hated where I looked and I lost a lot of weight. And I didn't only did it by change. I lose weight by changing my eating routine. Of course. And I don't. That's how it's eat. all done. So right now I'm in a bad spot where I'm just eating too much. Yeah. So. I, you know, it, as someone who was, I've always been athletic. I've always participated and everything else. But as I've gotten older and I don't skate as much as I used to. Yeah. I skate like once a week. Uh, and even that, I try to do as much as I can. But I've been on the road so much lately. But. Just changing eating habits, yeah. my weight plummets the minute I stop eating like shit. Yeah, when I'm on well, the road, you're in the middle of like a ten pound swing right now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm on the lower end. Right, would you? Which is good. Would you? Yeah, would you? You, you lose like last time we spoke, you uh, lost five pounds. I was, I was pounds, up. Right? I was up around like 190, and now I'm down by like 180. So I got like right. another five or six to go before I want to tape. That's kind of yeah. like my seven or eight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I always love your line when 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 you're filming something. You know, you look at yourself on camera, right. and the, the the prevailing thought is the camera adds ten pounds. Right, right? and the practical jokers we filmed with six cameras, so I was sixty pounds heavier. I was like, that's such a great line. It's true. It's, it's really true. great. Yeah, nothing makes you want to lose weight like seeing yourself in high definition. Ooh. <laughs> God, yeah, I got to get sleep. There's been, I think it was like the third or fourth podcast we filmed in here. I came and hung over, and I was wearing like this Titans of New York sweatshirt. <laughs> I didn't do my hair. Like, I'd been drinking all night. I got maybe like five hours of sleep and I came and do the podcast. And I look <laughs> like shit. You look like they found the body on Lord Known SVU <laughs> right, in the yeah. lake. It's, it's like, like here, there he is. We found the landscaper. <laughs> I look so bloated, yeah. pale, eyes were so puffy. I looked, and it was one of those things where that was like one of those pivotal moments, just like, you got to do, do something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'll happen. You know, but we, we do what we can. Yeah. I do like to get dressed up, though. I love wearing a nice suit. Yeah, you, well, you're a Nothing suit guy. You always wear, well, you've got a suit body. Now, here's a question. Could you buy a suit? And this is very odd for me. Yeah. I could actually buy a suit off the rack, and it fits me well. Yes. A lot of guys aren't that way. You could do that. You have that body, too. Yeah. Good friend of mine, ours, he's in the room, named Jiggy. 
right? Yeah. Mark Giargi. He has got a 38 short body like nobody's ever seen. <laughs> right off the rack? 38 short, right off the rack. And here's the thing. Yeah. It's always in the clearance section because who the fuck's a 38 a short 38? Yeah. besides Mark? Him and, him and Danny DeVito. Yeah, that's it. That's the it. The 238s. 38 yeah. short. And, he, and everywhere we go, he finds steals. And I'm jealous of his body. So jealous of his body. He's got that perfect little body of yeah. his. And I'm like, oh, I just want to hold it. And he's 30, he's a thirty eight short. I and then we'll pick yeah, up the yeah, jacket, yeah, and, yeah, and then yeah. we'll try to find the same jacket. And I'm dead. I'm forty four regular. Yeah. And that's where basically where everybody in America lives. I'm sure, a thirty six yeah. inch waist. It's where everybody lives, right? Mm -hmm. Thirty six thirty. It's like I am the average. Yeah. So can't find nothing in the clearance sections. Here comes him with his Louis Vuittons that he's finding for four dollars because <laughs> nobody's buying a thirty eight short. Yeah. Yeah, I'm off the rack. Forty two. Forty two. Forty two. Right. Boy, too slim cut. Yeah. You got an athletic cut. Like a slim you got athletic cut, though. Yeah. You got wide shoulders? You got broad shoulders? I wouldn't say they're wide by yeah. any means, but... Uh, proportionate? Yeah, proportionate, yeah. <laughs> See, the problem with me is my shoulders aren't proportionate to my belly. If I want a jacket to close, I have to be a 48. A 48, those shoulders <laughs> come to my elbows. Like, they're literally like mid-sleeve. So it's just like putting a... I'll never button a jacket. Is it like putting a jacket on a pair? Exactly right. It's like exactly. a little bit of... Have you ever seen the avocado costume? The avocado yeah. <laughs> Halloween costume? That's me. That's me when I put on a jacket. Joe Avogado? Joe Avogado, yes! <laughs> Gatamole. <laughs> We got some new merch coming. Here we go. Check it out. All right. Let's get into it, buddy. All right. Here we go. This is our first one. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Two Cool Moms and submitting your queries. We would have no content if well, it weren't for you. This question is very fitting for what we just discussed. Are you ready? It's coming to us from Ethan. How do I hide a 5-foot, 10-inch trash bag? To, wait. How do I hide a 5-foot, five, 10-inch five trash bag, 235 pounds, without it being found? I need info ASAP. Love you, mommies. What's funny is you have no idea if I'm joking. Five foot ten inch trash bag. It sounds like he's bearing a body. It sounds like he's being very clever. It doesn't want to say it because it's on the internet. That's right. It's that, he murders, that he has murdered. That he has murdered someone somebody. and is trying to get rid of the body. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I would say burn it. Most people go that route, but I will say something for you. Wood chipper. Wood chipper is the best. Yeah. Wood chipper is way better than burn. Like Fargo. Yeah, you, you Fargo that shit. If I'm if I'm ending up having to get rid of a bar, body, I Fargo because yeah. it also looks like way more fun. To wood chip it? To wood chip it, right? You, you Wouldn't killing the person be enough? You'd think. <laughs> <laughs> I want more. But I would say, and this is not for me. I'm not the kind of brain that wants to do that. But I'm saying if yeah. you're psychotic enough to, to kill someone, yeah. I would think that it'd be you want a fun way of disposal. And what's more fun than the wood chipper? Like the cream, the cream, the cream is like nothing. By the way, somebody that's 5'10", 235... That person that's doesn't me. work out. That's me. Oh, really? No, no, no. I'm not 235. No, fucko. I'm not 235. Do you know how big I'd be at 235? <laughs> at 5'10"? <laughs> oh, I'm not that. Do I look that bad? Oh, God. I'm a monster. Hold on. Hold on. Let me tell you something. Oh, man. I shit you not. This is so great. This is so great. He never swears. <laughs> He never swears on this podcast. You rarely swear in real life, and especially on this podcast. But when I say 510235, is that you? Hey, fucko. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. I that hit me. I touched a nerve. Oh, I'm not that bad. I mean, I just I first thought, I was like, oh, am I that bad? Well, there is four cameras in here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not look bad at all. No. Nice save. You don't. 
I've told you this repeatedly. How many times have I told you you look like, like you look like you lost I don't need, weight? I don't need that. I don't need you. But then I would say you look like it. You look you like haven't. it. You haven't. Yeah. Haven't. Yeah. You, you also look like a leading man. <laughs> Here we go. I don't even know what that means. Felicia. Yes. Felicia. I was offered a job that pays a lot of money, but I wouldn't be able to watch my son grow up because of the hours. Only fans. <laughs> I read between the lines. I see here. Look here. What's here? What's here? Only fans right in the How do I pick between providing for my family and being with my family? This is a dilemma people are yeah. dealing with coming through 100%. and uh, post-pandemic. Uh, mm. That's a tough one, huh? You got to provide for your family. Yeah, that's the decision. Yeah, provide for your family. You have responsibility to take care of your family when you have young children and whatnot, and you have to be make the most of the moments. Because I'll, I'll say this for now, for what I'm learning is as long as you're making the most of the moments that you have with your kids or the, those that you care about, I think that you can do a little bit of both. There is no way to, because those moments will be wrapped in misery or wrapped in worry mm -hmm. if you're not living a life that is sustainable, right. right? So if you're, okay, great, you get to be with your family all the time, but you're depressed, miserable, stressed, uh, have no idea what to do, how you feed your family, and what that that's what's going to be top of mind. Versus yeah. if you have a, a means that you're providing for them, you'll be able to make the most of that min those minutes. I would rather five minutes in that scenario instead of five hours in the other. I completely agree with you. I think security is an immense peace of mind. Yeah. Um, and the more security, financial security you can provide for your family, um, make it up to your child through experiences. Again, uh, you have your weekends, I'm sure you have your off days, you're gonna have vacation days, really make it a point. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say, thank God you're, you're, you're not one of those individuals that work in three jobs. Yeah. And you never see your kids. For sure. So what was, what was her name? Uh, Felicia. Felicia, I just think it's also awesome that you're, you're aware enough to ask this question. Yeah. That means you're a great parent, so good on you for that. Um, it's it's a definitely it's definitely a trouble. For me, that's my perspective, and that's also a personal perspective on parenting or providing yeah. for a family, you know, um, which people may or may not share. Your partner may or may not share, you know, you, and you find those things out. But for me, it's always been I want to take care of my family so they feel security, and also I feel like that's what the role of a father or a parent needs to be, that – if you're able and have the means to provide for them, you should. And by the way, you're talking to two individuals here that are, uh, you know, just an example of, of the multitude of people that work in this industry that all have the same conversations. 100%. Every, I just had this conversation with a great friend of mine the other day. It is the conversation of, of, a, of a, a traveling comic. Yeah. It's their life. It's their reality. Yeah. Anybody who's in the film industry, right. the television industry, whatever, it, these people are all being partitioned away from their families for the sense of security. Yeah. Every one of them. So I don't think you're any different than, you know, anybody that you know that you adore right. that has a family. They're going through the exact same thing you're going through. They're, you know, they may drive a, a really nice car and live in the hills, but they're all having these same conversations. Yeah. You know what's funny, what's, what, what, always, what always has struck me too, is in the industry, it's, it feels industry dependent, but it's not, it's a human thing. Yeah, yeah. Think about it, so people are like, oh, you have a nine to five, you gotta go work and be an accountant in this cubicle. Mm -hmm. It's accepted that you're away from your family from yeah. eight to five, because there's no perception that your job is quote unquote fun. Sure. 
okay? But you might be going to that office, have a great group of friends, have a good time going out for lunch and whatnot, coming back to your family and having a great experience. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a stigma inside entertainment where people are like, oh, well, your job is fun. You go and make people laugh. Yeah, as much as I love to make people laugh, you think when my son is sick, yeah. you think I'm going to get on a plane and go to Sacramento, fly across the country, sure. go out there and be, you know, do stuff from six, when I know he's up and a fever, like those... My job is, quote-unquote, more fun than the accountants, but it's still, we're working the same hours, doing the same thing. It's all perspective. 100% perspective, yeah. yeah. So you can't lose perspective. And my wife um, had, you know, early on, she, she, was very, she was exposed to all this, so she knew. She knows exactly what the deal is, even though I, I could be staying in the nicest hotel, I could be doing great shows, and the hour you're on stage is why you do it, right? right. The other 23 hours, just like, oh, God, I, 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 I just want to be home. Yes, I just want to be home. And by the way, it's like we're going to nice restaurants. We're doing all, but nothing beats being at home. Yeah, for sure. So good luck to you, Felicia. I, I think we're both of the mindset of Provoke. erring on the side of security. And if you're being offered a great job, take it. Yes, much love to you. Uh, this is coming to us from Oksana. Oksana, I, I, I wouldn't even Oksana know how to say. Oksana Bayul? Yes, she needs help, uh, yes, with... Uh, a training regiment. That's the only Oksana I know. Same. This is the second Oksana. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's really cool. It kind of makes me annoyed, though, when you meet names like Oksana, right? Because you're Steve. I'm I know, Joe. Yeah. I hate that. I meet people. I'm like, what's your name? They're like, Bellagio. And I'm like, I'm Joe. I hate that. Yeah, Willow. Willow, like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's super cool. Kind of nice. It takes, it takes you back. Hey guys, I am 24, Oksana. Uh, I'm currently- I'm a 24-year-old Oksana. I'm a 24-year-old Oksana, <laughs> and currently on my third position in the field of behavioral analysis. I work with kiddos with autism. Good, uh, Thanks nice for you. doing what you do. And I am already burnt out again, and I don't think it's due to the kids. There's a lot of gossip in between coworkers, and I just always feel judged or uncomfortable. However, I'm in a high burnout field, so I'll, so am I just using that as an excuse? Should I find a different career route? I've always thought about it, but I'm 100K deep in loans in this field. It's kind of two questions in one. How to deal with crappy coworkers, or should I rethink my life choices? Also love the show, and can't wait to see you on the road, Joe. I think, woof. That's, that's tough. That's tough. Here, here's the thing, though. You can't be married to a profession because you're invested in it if you're if it is eating your soul like yeah. if she's very unhappy like you know you could either chalk that up to a mistake or a regret what do you want yeah. that to be do you want that to be a mistake that you chose that or do you want to be a regret that is your life that you're in this field now right or are there attributes you can cull from from your background yeah in, in your degree that could be applicable towards another field right you know well, let's say best case scenario right here is she doesn't like the people she works with is there another place she could work in the same field absolutely yeah right so why don't we start there if that doesn't if that's not a possibility then you have to decide if you're going to make a change yeah. you gotta look inside are you making the change because you want to make the change or you're looking are you looking to make a change because you're genuinely unhappy you're looking to make a change because you're just not fulfilled right right like or is it because there's you're getting scared because you have mean co-workers that's not a reason for me don't do that you can't let other yeah. people define that for you. And you know what? If people are whispering, let them whisper. It doesn't matter. F them. Don't let that affect your life. I know it's hard. I know it's easier said than done. But trust me, from a guy who's been there, just you got you to gotta do what's right for you, especially that you've invested so much money in this. Mm -hmm. So look at why you want to change for real. And my instinct is that she doesn't want to change because of the people gossiping. 
I would say listen to the wise words of Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. Look at the man in the mirror. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say, and then, not my lover. Make that change. <laughs> it was glitter. I shook my magic hands and I threw glitter. Okay. Got to make that change. change. Um, mama say mama saw my mom saw. <laughs> cool mama say mama saw my mom said it. Cool mama Steve. Cool mama Steve. Mama thought. Uh, yeah, that's really that's really good. You honestly, well, that's a very good point that you're bringing up here, though, is that yeah. it clearly is time to look and see if a change needs to be made. Now is the time. Yeah, yeah it does sound like there's an internal issue of, yeah. you know, is this really the career path you want to choose? And I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think having a degree in something is the be-all, end-all. No, I have, I have an accounting off, degree. What was yeah. your, I have an accounting degree. Yeah. I'm not an accountant. Only fans. <laughs> Just pull it down a little bit. Guys, I was going to wear the... I should not. I put on some weight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that. I feel like that's... I would absolutely look for another job. I would look field. for... First, number one, look for another like job in the field. Are... If the co it gets rid of the co-worker problem, yeah. great. But if that's not, then you really got to take a look inside and see what you want to do. Is it, Why do you want to change? And how can you? You know, th this might be, like, way off the map here. But I love those. Those are sometimes the best solutions. I think with everything going on in this country and this country kind of recalibrating post-COVID and people going more remote and people kind of going to different markets, maybe it's maybe maybe it's time it's not just to find a, a different job within your area, but if it's if it's an option, why not move like to a different area where you can kind of get a fresh start ah. and work in a new place now because. Yeah. Everybody I know, I, I've had so many conversations with people that are just packing up and moving. You did it. I, I did it. Yeah. Some of my best pals, it, it's it's great. And, and so many people on a weekly basis come out to Nashville and like, hey, are you in town? Could you could you meet up with me? And I meet up with people and I kind of tell them about my experience. And just the, the, the change in quality of life of moving from a hectic yeah. uh, city like Los Angeles to somewhere where it's a lot more quieter has done... Just so many, so many wonderful things for myself, my family, and my wife, and just peace of mind and stress levels and everything that, else. A first star perspective is really interesting. I yeah. like it. I like that, too. If you're able to, maybe maybe that's a move. If you can, I don't know. If it's on the table, it, it doesn't hurt to think about Being it. Being 100K in debt, though, is going to be a little bit rough for you, but maybe. Who knows? But you're always you going to be in debt. Yeah, true. You're be in, no matter where you're living, you're right. And, and, yeah. and every every young comic I meet that's like, oh, I want to move to New York or L.A., but I, 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 you know, I don't have much money. It's like... Well, you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, you're not supposed to have money. Yeah. And you won't have money, whether you're here or in Idaho. Right. So get it over with now and get ahead of it so that you have two years ahead of yourself as so opposed to being back two years. Right, so you're not making money in the town you want to be in, at least. Exactly, yeah. I don't know. That's not. That's a good That's a good one, Mama. I just like that thought, one. throwing it out to you. Stevie um, says, Stevie Stoss is Stevie, son. Okay, here. This is, this is the other one. Um, Okay. Some heavy lifting for you. Ooh, okay. Ready? Hold on. I, I chose this one specifically because I thought... I'm going to bring it back, too. We're going <laughs> to... Okay, Reset. Okay, here we go. Here we go. It's coming to us from Joanna. Okay, I need some good jokes regarding my medical condition. I had surgery to remove my left lung a few years ago due to a rare type of lung cancer. Never smoked in my life. And I love shocking people with the news that I have one lung. Got any good jokes or one-liners I can use on peeps? Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, pretty interesting. So she lost a lung. 
She, right. Nobody could see that. She wants to tell people that. She she's looking she for I think icebreakers, icebreakers or I don't know why you need to tell people you only have one lung, but <laughs> yeah, it would be would be weird. Yeah. I think maybe you well, know. Well, the first first one that came to my mind is uh, you take my breath away, but that's not that hard. I only have one lung. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first one I thought of. That came in, that came right in the that came right in the barrel. Yeah, why don't you wear your mask? Why don't you wear your mask fully on your face? Well, I only have one lung, so I don't need it. Oh, that'd be great to wear half a mask. Just wear half a mask. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, I only wear, I only have one lung. Tell everybody that your ex, that your X-rays are profile pictures. Wait, wait. your X-rays are profile pictures because there's only one lung showing up. It looks like she's standing sideways. <laughs> <sighs> Look at the set of lung on that girl. <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's have a hold your breath contest. Oh, there you go. You do that with a kid and go. You're gonna, probably going to beat me because I only have one lung. Make a yeah, I need a 10 second head start because I have only <laughs> one lung. That's our handicap. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, this is what I, I appreciate about Joanna. I she love breathe, she, she breathes. She breathes easy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, God. She's got a great sense of humor. That's great. I mean, you need to have sense of humor about the shit that's life is. I mean, I, I, I had that. had I had a joke. I, I was trying to poke the bear. Uh, maybe two or three years ago with uh, with a bit I was doing, right? About why you should be able to have a laugh at anything, right? And I'd be making fun of somebody in a, in a wheelchair. It was like a joke about, it was all building, but it was well-constructed. It wasn't just doing it for the sake of doing it. But there was, if a person was in the crowd in a wheelchair, they always laughed so hard. So, and the rest of the crowd would cringe. Yeah. And I would j literally jump off stage and go, excuse me, hold on, everybody. Did you find that funny? And and the person would be like, thank you for including me in the show. Yeah. And then I go, that's the whole point of this, guys. Mm -hmm. That's the point. You can't be more offended than the person that this affects the most, someone in a wheelchair. Yeah. And I remember in Chicago, in Schaumburg, it was the first time I did it, and, it, and a person happened to be there mm. in a wheelchair. And uh, I think that is just an example of, yeah, I mean, have – have a great sense of humor about whatever affliction it is or whatever detriment you have. And the fact that Joanna's reaching out to two comedians and asking this, yeah. I think it's really, really sweet. I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I, I always joke about my dead parents mm -hmm. all the time to to the extreme, which is always fun. Like, I've I've gone so far to put two skeletons on camera like yeah. to be like, oh, my parents showed up, like, as a joke with, yeah. like, with the jokers and stuff, which is... And it's always become, like, a thing. And I remember specifically... There was a show we had done, and I had made a joke on stage, and at the meet and greet, I made something about my dead parents or whatever, and one girl comes up to me and goes, um, you know, uh, she goes, I made a joke about my dead father, and she goes, uh, she goes, well, you know, she's like, you know, it's not really cool to joke about your dead father. I said, oh, I can't joke about my dead father. <laughs> and, yeah. she, and she goes, and she's like, no, she's like, you just feel, I felt bad for people with dead parents. And I was like, well, I'm one of them, so don't worry about it. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> And by the way, uh, young lady, when uh, whenever you're out partying mm. and people are smoking, you could go, hey, when you give me the joint, it's just puff pass, not puff puff pass. <laughs> I only have one lung. <laughs> I, nice, I like it. I like it. Cha-cha. Wait, wait. I, you, gave me, you gave me one. Wait. You're constructing it? Yeah, no, I'm just trying to think when people be like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know when somebody's like, "Oh man, I got front row seats to see Taylor Swift. So excited! I want to see my whole life." And people are like, "Oh, I give my lung to do that." She'd be like, "Hey, I went to a Taylor Swift. I went to a Taylor Swift <laughs> concert. I, I sat up front. I literally did it." Oh, uh, well, good luck to you.
It's got to make the organ donor uh, on the back of the driver's license awkward. <laughs> Lung, just one in parentheses. <laughs> She, people are like, she only wants to give one lung? Okay, she, I guess she wants the other one. It's like, no, I only have one to get. Well, good luck to you. Good luck. I think that's great. Great. Um, okay. Good Good perspective on being, uh, good for you for having Okay, this, this is coming to us from Lana. Okay, here we go. Hi, cool moms. Not sure if this is the correct way to send a question, but here we go. So I have a weird question for you guys. My name is Luna, and I'm in my very late 30s but have never really dated i've always i've always been career and school driven but i also feel i'm not the prettiest girl on earth so i think my time may be up in terms of dating i'm trying to stay hopeful however i'm closing in on my 40th should i throw in the towel and accept things or stay hopeful for the future any suggestions thanks ps you guys are awesome young lady do not go to the cat shelter just yet. Not yet. No, 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 no. You don't want to pick up too many cats just yet. By the way, if we were in town, these two cool moms would come right over, take it out of Nordstrom's, do a little makeover, get the nails all did. Nordstrom rack, because we're on a budget. Get the hairs all done. Oh, get the nails diddy dids. Slip them uh, hoofs into some pumps. Put those hoofs in some pumpy pumps. Smack that hide and say, get, <laughs> get out, out there, there, girl. Also, if you weren't into that, you could just go out and be yourself. Yeah, <laughs> because it's on you, girlfriend. Don't ever say yeah. you're not pretty. Don't say that. Even if it's true, because it's not nice I don't to like say it. about yourself. Ever. It's, yeah, no, because there are people in this world that aren't pretty, but you should never project that because you always have something to offer. I say this all the time. There is a cover for every pot, and I truly believe that. Yeah. I've seen some ugly covers and ugly pots together, and they're completely happy. Yeah. So you, I don't think you need to judge that and think it just live your life and if it's meant to be where somebody will come in your life that completes you in a way or you have a good time with it's completely possible some of the ugliest people i've ever met in my life are the most beautiful people yes 100 percent. so don't ever say that about yourself yeah. it's not just the aesthetics <clears throat> and i guarantee you're probably not as bad as you yeah. think you are you're probably I mean, the most we, all, we all look at ourselves in the mirror and Ugh. there's an Ugh. i wonder if brad pitt Ugh. looks at himself in the mirror and is like oh god i look like shit today Mm, I'm probably, sure he's, he has, he has to have days, like, but then you're like Brad. The dude, have you seen Tom Cruise? Yeah, when he's pushing around Maverick right now. Yeah, the guy is almost sixty. Unbelievable. What is he doing? Drink. I he, what I hear is that he's drinking infant blood. <laughs> That's what I hear. I was stage young. Yeah, he just drinks yeah. it out. That's what I hear, but I don't know if it's true. My God. Yeah, um, he's a. I mean, some people have just unbelievable how the way they've kept it up. He is strikingly handsome yeah. always has been but the fact that he's almost 60 and he looks like he's in his 40s it's unbelievable it it, does it make you feel bad yes bad yes. multiple things he's better looking than me. yes right he's better looking than me yep he could take me in a fight yep he's he's 14 years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> my father is 76 and could kick the shit out of me right like there's just something with especially the elder generation like our generation of dads they're just cut from a different cloth. the grit the true grit the true grit they could beat the fuck out of us wait how old's your dad but, uh 76. so you're 76. Mm -hmm. all right so tom cruise is only 16 years younger than your dad oh my god you saw my dad that's crazy yeah who wins in a fight between tom cruise and your dad Tom Cruise would kick the shit <laughs> out of my father. My my Tom Cruise could beat up my dad. My dad 
looks 76. Yeah. He like when you say 76, he looks like you would think what like like Trump doesn't look mm -hmm. 77, yeah. I think. He, he looks like he's in his late 60s, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Biden I don't know that he looks 80. Right. But your dad My dad looks like a founding father. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I like bet it looks better than my dad because mine's dead. And that's how you do it, friends. <laughs> my dad's skin and bones minus the skin. Oh, God. I hope she doesn't cough up a lung. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's looking at date. I, I, yeah, I mean, you need to put yourself in situations where you're going to meet people, not be so in your head about it because you're probably... You're probably uh, squelching some opportunities because if you're in your head about it a lot, you're not putting out the best vibe yeah. or uh, or not being open to opportunities. So be careful there, I would say. And also run with some people so you're not by yourself. Have some friends with you mm -hmm. or go out with groups and whatnot. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, and you guys know this, every single comedy show, if you're going to the crowd, you go to the couple. How'd you guys meet? Nine times out of ten, they've met on a dating site. 100%. It is the norm now. Before it was frowned upon. Yeah. You were like, or just weird, yeah. Yeah. But nowadays, there's so many different types of them, too. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest getting on one of those. But do one of the pay ones. Don't do one of the free the ones. The free ones are no good. You get what you get. You get what you get. The when pay the is a ones. different type of person. The pay is somebody that's more, a little bit more serious. Not even more, looking for necessarily but serious relationships. But the algorithms are more well-constructed to really pair you up with somebody where there's some similarities or based off your profile. Um, I, I, I would strongly suggest that these things didn't exist when I was in yeah. the scene. But... Uh, every time I, we do comedy shows, you hear it constantly. Oh, we met on a dating site. Right. Every time. Right. And the joke therein lies, what site did you meet on? But uh, I would say pay site for sure. But please don't... Uh, give up. Yeah, don't give up and don't think that the clock's ticking. You're in your 30s or 40s. There's people in their 70s that are dating okay, now. 100%. I mean, please yeah. don't... you got so much time ahead of you to look forward to spending time with and having experiences and trips with somebody fantastic. You deserve it because you've worked so hard. You put so much of your time in your career. Now's the time for you to enjoy it. And right. don't think, don't throw in the towel now and go, oh, I, I give up. You worked so hard on your career. Now you get to work just as hard on yourself and your relationships because you did the hard work to create security for yourself. So well said, mommy. Well said. I like it. You did great there. Thank you, buddy. I like it. Thank I you. I hope that helps. I hope that helps our girl Luna. Yeah. Good luck to you. We we're, we're rooting for you. Yes. Okay. I hope um, you. I hope you get some. Oh God. Okay. This one's. This one's a little serious. Here we go. This a little. Comes from Samantha. Okay. Yeah. Sammy Sams. Question for you, mommies. I've been married to a wonderful man for the last three years, almost four. He drank a little when we first met. It was a whirlwind, whirlwind romance. Then he started drinking to intoxication every night. After a heart-to-heart, -heart, he slowed down. He only drinks on the weekends now, but when he drinks, he becomes a different person. He's mean, says horrible things. I love him. I want to stay with him and help him, but he refuses my help, saying he has no issues. How long do I sit this out because he won't get help until he wants help? At what point do I push my love aside and do what is best for me and my mental health? And that's coming to us from Samantha. Samantha, that's a tough situation to be in. I mean, I think you need to... Get in touch with professionals, not not send a message over Instagram to two comedians. That's the first thing for me. I hope that you're you know that, and yeah. you should really be getting help from people that are equipped to help with these situations. Yeah. My instincts are for for this is get help for someone that you love because you're on the outside looking in and seeing that they have a problem where they probably can't see it. 
Yeah. So it is your responsibility as someone who loves someone deeply and they love you, you know, they, you know, they love you. They just have a problem to help them solve their problem. So I would say that's my, my two senses. Uh, now is the answer to, to try to get help for yeah. them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. As someone who comes from a long line of alcoholics in my family, mm. um, yeah, programs like Alcoholics Anonymous do work. They've worked for, you know, many generations in my family. Uh, I would strongly suggest, you know, even, you know, bringing this individual there or seeing if others that love him can go there, at least for the first one. But yeah. to, to your point about your mental health, you know, sometimes a person does have to hit rock bottom for them to realize, oh, maybe I do have an issue. And if you feel that your mental health is being, you know, stymied or or you don't feel safe or anything like that, you know, you should get the hell out of Dodge. And yeah. maybe that's part of the learning curve for this individual. But but I think anytime you're in a relationship, you have to do what's best for you. You have to, because yeah. ultimately that's what the other person should want for you too. I don't think it's a one or the other too. I think those things could happen together. They're not mutually sure, yeah. exclusive. You could be yeah. like, hey, I'm out of here until we fix this and make it a we. Like yeah. I'm here to help you, but we gotta get this fixed or I'm out. So that exactly, I think yeah. that would be the road I would go down. And it's not just that he has a problem. Your relationship has a problem because of the this. The problem has affected your relationship, yeah. And that's you. That's you as well. So um, you got to do what's best for you. You got to give it a chance to solve it, to, to work itself out. And then if it doesn't, you have to make the decision, which won't be easy, to stay or go. Yeah. But to Joe's point earlier, I, I do think you need uh, – to get professionals involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Some things are out of our wheelhouse. This is, yeah. seems like it's one. I mean, I, I've done things peripherally through, you know, folks in my family and everything else. But uh, Interventions seem like a good time, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You get there, you get there, you get the license to speak freely and be honest a bit with, to somebody about how much you hate them, and nobody can say anything or judge you about it. Like, that seems like a good time. Like, every time you see them on TV, the best one for me ever on television was The Sopranos. Did you remember that one with Chrissy? See, no. Oh, my God, so Chrissy is getting, getting an intervention about uh, drugs mm -hmm. and alcohol, whatever, and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, 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 what, they, what they're picking on like Silvio is like Silvio says something about how I saw you uh, I saw you sneeze in your own hand you didn't wash your hands disgusting and then he, Chrissy comes out and he goes I said my piece Chrissy <laughs> <laughs> like, it was really funny at the way, really well done because they were grieving like all the wrong things and the guy running right. the show was trying to be like no this is a bad way to live guys <laughs> yeah that's a good one um, okay here we go with uh... okay this is a uh... I think something we can all relate to. Oh, great. I love those. Yeah. This is something everybody and you at home. This is an interactive That's game. That's right. Yuri says, hey, two cool moms. This is Yuri. My question for you today is how do I balance hanging with my friends and wanting to rest after a long work day? They always keep asking me to hang out, even though I am exhausted after a six or seven uh, hour, uh, six or seven hour shift at night. Thanks. You two are the coolest moms ever. Well, I love sleeping. And I would err on the side of, yeah, get that rest in. Mm. I love sleep. I go four three. What's that? Four three. I go four What's four four for you, three for them. Seven day work, seven day a week, right? Yeah. Four days for you, for you, three for them, three for them. Yeah. So save the weekends for them. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't even have to be the weekends. Like it's you know you do a Thursday night, maybe you get together for uh, you know something, or a Thursday get, go see a movie or do something. But it feels like an even thing. You're giving giving enough time for yourself, but you're giving a little bit out to the world too. Yeah. But then also some weeks there's not there's no consistent rule right some weeks are insanity work is nuts you're not feeling well or whatever you need yeah. that or flip it there's a lot of fun things going on socially you want to be out there so play it by ear but I think a good ratio good is, is yeah. four three 
Yeah, but you also don't want to go out in a fog. No. You know, because you want to be, you want to give, you want to be wanna, present. Yeah. Yeah, but I will say this if you're having a bad day, there's no better way to forget about it than go out with your friends. Yeah, depending on depending the day, on right? that, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's a friend shake-up. Friend shake-up is a good time. You're going to shake them up from your friends. You're all about it, right? You're about about it. You're out there before you know it. You and your boys, are, you know, you're doing a pokey-pokey. You turn yourself around. You meet some You meet some ladies of the night that are like, hey, let's make some mistakes and, you know, <laughs> have some regrets together. Next thing you know, you end up at a casino. You're rolling some dice. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Before you know it, there's <laughs> a menage a trois going on at the Bellagio. And that couldn't, wouldn't happen if you stayed home and be like, I need sleep. stayed sleepies. home on a Sunday because yeah. you worked so hard. Yeah, I know. Well, well. Shut up, Yuri. What are you, a doctor saving lives? <laughs> yes. Good job, Yuri. Thank you for helping the world. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. All right, this is coming to us from Brett. Hey, two, hey, two cool sexy moms. Oh. Push them together. Let's see it. Let's see it. <laughs> I shits you now. There we go. Okay. I'm kind of lost at the moment. I'm 29, and I've mostly no, worked. No, no, no. No crap that you lost. You called us sexy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, yeah. Uh I've mostly worked regular nine to five type jobs my whole life. Lately, I'm feeling very unfulfilled and it's just like I'm going through the motions. I don't know what to do. I've quit a job before, but I don't think that will help this time. It's very depressing and most days I feel I'm stuck. Please help. I feel like we've kind of walked down this path before um, doing the nine to five, right? Yeah, but this doesn't seem like there's anything else he wants to do there. Right, he's just saying he doesn't like his nine to five. He doesn't want to quit. Yeah, what sucks is that, you know... You have to. Most people don't like it. <laughs> no, I know, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there, there's certainly, even though we have wonderful jobs that are, you know, it's it's a blessing to get through this job, but there are times where... And it's never when I'm on stage, I hate I hate the job. Like, being on stage, that's the best part of the job, but, you know, going a lot to the hotel... Comes with, a lot comes with this. You know, your thing. flight's delayed, and you're checking on the hotel, and they don't have your reservation. you got to call the club. It's like all these little things, and they seem... They seem like trivial to somebody who's digging ditches, obviously, right? But yeah. again, it's perspective. If you did this, and it took you away from ditches, and for three years you did this straight, there would be pet peeves you have along the way and 100%. issues. But uh, but to somebody who's feeling unfulfilled from the nine to five job, I, I, I would think that you know you I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with finding fulfillment in yeah. the job, and if that's a directive that you want with work then find it. Here's what I'll say, and you just touched upon it. Yeah. The fulfillment may not be the nine to five. It might be the six to eight a.m. What I'm saying is it may be the six to eight a.m. Yeah. Because that is when you're doing your hobby and you're doing things you want to do, not what you need to do. Right. I will say that's how I got into comedy. I was working my nine to five as a consultant right. and at my show at 7 p.m. I'd be practicing improv in my basement with my best friends. Right. Like that's when you do it. So it doesn't have to come, fulfillment doesn't have to come from work. Right. And then also it made me find my fulfillment. I was able to transition my hobby into my career. Sure. So I would say, and I always say, people who depend on a job more than a paycheck will never work with passion. They'll be working for their paycheck, sure. right? So you need to just figure out what you want to do by doing things. Mm -hmm. And those the hours that are sucked up in the nine to five, sorry, those aren't available, but you have a lot of day left right. to get into some stuff. Yeah, it's interesting because there, there's always like the, you know, like John Malkovich, I remember, is a, is a perfect example of an actor who's been in this situation where you see John Malkovich in a film, you're like, you're a phenomenal actor. Why are you in this kid film with like lasers yeah. and spaceships? And he goes, I do this film so I can go do the films I want to do. Mm -hmm. 
And so I, I think, yeah, there's a trade-off in terms of f- fulfillment. For sure. Yeah, so. A lot of hours in the day. A lot of hours in the day. We got time for one more, Mommy? Yeah. Uh, Do you have one more? Oh, yeah. We got a few, yeah. We got a few. Pick a good one. It's the last one for this episode. Oh, Ooh. is it heavy? This one's heavy. All right. Heavy Hold one? on. <laughs> Stretch it. All right, ready? Is yeah. coming to us from Dom. Dom. Big D. <laughs> Dommy Doms. He could be Little Dom. Little, oh, little Dom. <laughs> A Domino. Yeah, you see Domino? We'll go see Domino. He's down on 3rd Street. All right, here we go. Dom hey, P. Mommies. Dom Perignon. <laughs> Quick question. When oh, I was, he says quick question. No, no, no. no I, I put that in. Okay, Sorry. Hey, mommy's question. When I was in eighth grade, I caught my father cheating on my mom. I've now just graduated with my bachelor's degree and haven't had a relationship at all with him since. A couple times he's tried to reach out, but I'm hesitant. I'm just curious if you have any thoughts on if I will regret not having a relationship because he is still my father. Thanks and happy belated Mother's Day. Oh, sweet. I will say this right here. I'm leaning towards you will regret it because you're writing in and thinking about it on top of mind. Yeah. There is no way, there is no harm in testing the waters and seeing and reaching out and having a conversation and making an educated decision there. Because yeah. what you're doing right now is you're making a decision without having all the information. You may want to talk to him about it, see if there's any spark there when you speak to him. You might talk to him and feel dead inside and be like, ah, forget it, at least I tried. But you won't be able to say, at least I tried. And you need that, I think, to not have regret. Yeah. I, I, and look, when I answer you here, Dom, I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, at all in any way, like saying a father cheating on uh, your your mom, for example, is a horrible thing. Of course, it's a horrible thing. When you're a young kid and that happens to you, you know, we we grow up with fairy tales. The the prince meets the girl, they live happily after ever after, and then as you get older and you realize, and, and you're in relationships you realize especially with children they get more and more complicated obviously so you don't know i don't know enough about your mom and dad i don't know if things were healthy if there was an odd dynamic if there was a period of time where there was an odd dynamic he might know a period of time where where there was some weakness on your father's part where maybe he was insecure maybe he was you know there could be a multitude of factors that went into that moment of time for your father and you just graduated college, you're gonna be going off in the world, you're gonna start having your own relationships, and as you get older, and as you have friends that are involved in relationships, and children become come into the fold, they do get more and more complicated, and you'll be privy to some scenarios or situations that, you know, from the outset sound horrible, but when you sit and you talk to the individual, there's some sense of justification with it, because of the moment of time that that happened. Mm-hmm. So I would say, look, this is your father, and it's, like you said in your, your message, it's not gonna change. I would see no harm at all in sitting down, because it sounded like once that happened, the relationship ended, you partitioned yourself emotionally from him. I would think you'd need to sit down and start to at least hear his side of the story and I'm sure that there is going to be an admission of guilt, an apology in there, and hopefully that can help bridge the gap because it sounds like he has reached out. And if anything were to happen tomorrow, yeah, and God forbid it doesn't, you would regret this. Right, if your father ends up like mine, who's dead. These two cool mommies love you, so show us some love. Please rate us, review us, follow us on all social media, and subscribe to our YouTube.